Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning and welcome to Red Sea Roundup. Today is Wednesday, November the 27th. I'm your host, Judy Como. I am here in our wonderful studios at St. Mary's Catholic Center. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners here locally in the Bryan College Station area listening on KEDC 88.5 FM. Listeners in the Waco, Central Texas area, KYAR. 98.3, and our listeners in Palestine, KINF 107.9. I am so excited to be here for many, many reasons. Uh, This show has changed and morphed, and this one, and pre-recorded, and this guest, and it has bounced all over the world, but we are working on the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm here in the studio with our station manager, Thaddeus Romanski, good morning. Good morning, Judy. How are you? Great to be doing with you. Fabo, Fabo. Fabo. Is that is that uh, F-A-B-O or F-A-B-E-A-U-X? I'm, well, taking into consideration that I have a last name that ends in E-A-U-X, perhaps it could be spelled that way. Hey, Thaddeus. Yes, Judy. I was listening to you and... Trey and Stephanie yesterday on Mystery of Parenthood, and you threw out a quote, and I want to know if you really know where that quote came from. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't have any recollection. Okay. Well, you asked Trey a question and, uh, as a parent if he was working, doing that voodoo that you do so well. <laughs> do you know where that came from? I do not. Then why did you use that reference? You know, I only ask questions when I know just, the answer, right? Because I've only heard that. Uh, I've heard other people. I think other it's from Blazing Saddles. It. I think that quote is from Blazing Saddles. But I'm pretty sure Trey had no idea <laughs> what you were talking about. So uh, I've, I really got a kick out of that. Also, I, as we were preparing for this show, I could not help but reminisce a little bit about possibly the 70s show, WKRP in Cincinnati around Thanksgiving. And if you have no recollection, listeners, of that show, go to YouTube and something like they decided to throw turkeys out of a plane because they thought they could fly. And it was uh, quite, quite humorous, 70s TV. I'm here in the station today uh, after our break. One of my BFFs, Barbara Swatek, is going to be here, and we are going to have Advent 101. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Judy. How are you doing? I am doing (laughs) fab-o. No matter how we spell it, correct? No, it's E-A-U-X. Okay, we'll go with that. Fab-o. Yeah. Then if we're going to have some Cajun inflection into that, I think we're 
If you hear a little stirring around in the radio uh, in the background, we are having a little bit of technical struggles here. Everyone's opening the door, and our assistant, Caitlin, is trying to uh, alert us to something, but I do not know what it is, but Thaddeus does. So, oh, everybody, let's pray at St. Michael the Archangel <laughs> all together now. Pull for the station. We are good. We are good. So, today, um, as our Red, Roundup, Red Sea Roundup uh, continual education, we'd like to mention a saint, not necessarily of the day, but I'm looking ahead to this weekend, uh, the feast day. Of St. Andrew is November the 30th, which is this Saturday. So I got to learn a little bit more about St. Andrew, and I'm going to share that with you. St. Andrew, also known as Andrew the Apostle, was a Christian apostle and the older brother to St. Peter. According to the New Testament, Andrew was born in the village of Bethsaida on the Sea of Galilee during the early first century. And much like his younger brother, Simon Peter, Andrew was also a fisherman. Andrew's name means strong, and he was known for having good social skills. As we read in the Gospel of Matthew, it's said that Jesus was walking, walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee and saw Andrew and Simon Peter fishing. It is then that he asked the two to become disciples and fishers of men. In the Gospel of Luke, Andrew is not initially named. It describes Jesus using a boat believed to be solely Simon's to preach to the multitudes and catch a large number of fish on the night that originally was dry. Later, Luke 5, 7 tells us that Simon was not, only, was not the only fisherman on the boat. But it's not until Luke 6, 14 that there is talk of Simon being, of Andrew being Simon Peter's brother. However, the Gospel of John tells a separate story, stating Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. When Jesus walked by one day, John the Baptist stated, Behold the Lamb of God. It is then that Andrew and another made the decision to follow Jesus. Little else about Andrew in the, is known in the gospel, but is believed that Andrew was one of the closer disciples to Jesus. It was he who told Jesus about the boy with the loaves and the fishes, according to John 6. When Philip wanted to speak to Jesus about Greeks seeking him, he spoke to Andrew first. Andrew was also present at the Last Supper. Andrew went on to preach the good news around the shores of the Black Sea and throughout what is now known as Greece and Turkey. Andrew was martyred by crucifixion in Patras. He was bound rather than nailed to a cross, and he was crucified on the cross in the form of an X shape or a saltier. Today, this is commonly referred to as St. Andrew's Cross. It is believed Andrew requested to be crucified this way because he deemed himself unworthy to be crucified on the same type of cross as Jesus. As I said, his feast day is on November the 30th. He is the patron saint of fishermen and singers. That was a surprise to me. Oh. So we ask that St. Andrew 
pray for us. Pray for us, St. Andrew. Great. Well, this um, Red Sea Roundup takes place at a pivotal part of the liturgical calendar, with last week being the Feast of Christ the King. I think Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, is the exact statement. I was blessed to hear Father Greg Gearhart's homily this past Monday, and he led the St. Mary's Mass attendees in a spirited yell, Viva Cristo Rey, and everyone said Viva, and then he said, well, let's do that Aggie style, Viva Cristo Rey, Viva, whoop, so it's very cute, and today we're the day before Thanksgiving, we, it is a secular holiday that came about, and, uh, but we still have a wonderful connection to the Feast of Thanksgiving. But it started as a, a religious holiday. I mean, they started thanking God. That was why Thanksgiving. Right. Right. I agree. I saw uh, a cool show about that last night. Yeah? Yeah, on Trinity Broadcast Network. I think it was Jerry Falwell's channel. I, I went a little rogue last night. Did you? You I went did. off the beaten Catholic <laughs> path. That's okay. That is okay. We had a wonderful um, insert in our bulletin from St. Anthony's this past weekend that um, has several beautiful, the Psalms are loaded with Thanksgiving references and uh, one Psalm 95. Let us come before God with the song of praise joyfully singing out our psalms. For the Lord is the great God, the great King over all the gods. Psalm 106 tells us, Give thanks to the Lord who is good, whose mercy endures forever. And as we are Catholic and our word Eucharist means thanksgiving, we're completely connected to the Eucharist in a wonderful day of thanksgiving. It's true. I've heard it said that we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song, I think. You've heard that? I've heard it. I may have said it. I thought that was in my dream. I don't think it was my... I thought that was your sign off of your emails. It was for a while. But I think I'm going to change it. We are a Thanksgiving people because Eucharist is our game. (laughs) Can you let St. Catherine of Siena know that? Isn't that her? her No, that's St. Augustine. Yeah, the St. Catherine one I have is, um, uh, it, if you are who you are meant to be in God, that you're just going to burst the world in flames. Oh, yeah, you're going to set the world on fire. fire. Yes, great. <laughs> and uh, another biblical reference to Thanksgiving is from First Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. And uh, as I said, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, and I'm yeah. Tomorrow is it Thanksgiving. is tomorrow. You're I don't have to cook you anymore. Made me, you made me doubt myself. <laughs> I know. No, I have been cooking away <laughs> and packing it all up, and we are leaving this afternoon to go camping. RVing, and RV. I am thankful. Yeah. And this this weekend we begin the season of Advent, and that's what the second part of our show is going to be about. Uh, Barbara and I are going to kick it back to our youth ministry days. Ah, uh, yes. We used to 
jam on this stuff mm-hmm. for so hours and hours. Okay, great. Well, we are now going to be able to connect in with our friends and station manager from Waco, Robin Waters, and his wonderful wife, Carolyn. Can y'all hear us? And Okay, great. Boy, we are shuffling around and trying to reconnect. We had, were able to chat with uh, Robin. Robin, tell us about where y'all are and what's going on in your life over there. We're the Red Sea foreign correspondents in Rome, <laughs> reporting live. And uh, we've been here for a few days. We've had a wonderful trip so far. Uh, visited 11 beautiful churches. Had some amazing experiences uh, with our Lord and Savior uh, in adoration over at St. Peter's. And, yeah, uh, tell us how all of that. Uh, I understand that y'all's hotel is very close to that. So tell us how all that played out. Well, it's it's just by the uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We uh, were a block away from the uh, from St. Peter's, and we actually went over there yesterday evening to get some tickets for the papal audience today, and just happened to say, "Well, let's just go in and look around. We're going to take a, a a larger, a longer uh, a tour tomorrow." But uh, we went in. And they happened to be having adoration at one of the side altars. And it was very interesting because some of the attendants there, people wanted to go in and they didn't know what adoration was. So they were having to explain to them, this is, this is special. This is being in Jesus' presence. If you go in here, you need to be in here to pray. And some of the people would be, oh, we didn't know. And they turn around. And so when we came up, I said, adoration, right? Eucharistic, he said yes, and then he he just let me go on in, you know, Carolyn and I, and uh, we were so blessed to go in there, and uh, I actually went ahead, and while we were in there, did my evening prayer with the Lord, and uh, we were there to be, to uh, to see benediction, so just, you know, what do you call, it? Uh, there's no, nothing's a coincidence, <laughs> I don't believe it was, you know, that happens once a day, and we just happened to be there in those 10 minutes that it happened. I, I'm uh, in awe of that. St. Peter's Basilica is such a large opening, and then there you have the the altar where St. Pope John Paul II's um, tomb is, and then you move on to St. Pope. It's so hard to remember how to say it. St. Pope John the Twenty Third, and he is. Uncorrupt, his whole body is there, and uh, we're going to come back to y'all in just uh, after the break, Robin. So y'all hang on, we uh, listeners, hang on with us. We'll be back in just a short break to talk more to Robin and Carolyn, and also visit Advent. That's good. Welcome back to Red Sea Roundup. If you're just joining us, today is Wednesday, November the 27th. 
I'm your host, Judy Como. We are all over the place today, but especially we have our station manager from Waco and his wife, Robin and Carolyn, are on the air with us live from Rome. Welcome again, Robin and Carolyn. And in the studio here is our station manager, Thaddeus, and our hey, guest, our guest Barbara Swatek, is here. Hola. And we, at some point in time, are going to talk about Advent. And we've been waiting. Fabo. That's we've, fabo. We've been waiting to talk about Advent. Yes, expectantly. Absolutely. So, Robin and Carolyn, tell tell us something else about your trip thus far. Well, you mentioned uh, St. Pope John Paul II a, a few minutes ago, and we were blessed to be able to go to the church that he uh, dedicated as a sanctuary of divine mercy back in 1994, just after he had uh, beatified uh, uh, St. Faustina, so, uh, or canonized, I should say, St. Faustina. And so that that was a very interesting and, and beautiful thing. We went to Mass there, and uh, on the side altar, they have a reliquary of St. Faustina. And so we were able to see all those things and, and spend some time there in prayer. Uh, probably the highlight of our trip, besides what I mentioned earlier when we, we uh, went into adoration at St. Peter's, was this morning when we went to the papal audience and actually got to get a, a close-up view of uh, Pope Francis and got some good pictures with him and just saw, you know, really how real he is. You know, he's a real man, and we're so distant from him, and a lot of times it's hard to, to understand that. And to see the looks and the smiles on his face as he's taking children and giving them a kiss and and you can just and giving them blessings and you can see this the happiness on the the face of the parents and the and the children also it was just a wonderful thing to see oh well having been there this summer myself i i share in your uh awe of the whole thing and and everywhere you're walking in rome and um thinking planning my trip we were handling some of the practicalities of it. Um, for our listeners that don't know, Robin is in formation to become a deacon in the Austin Diocese and is in the same class as my husband, Keith, and our fellow classmate, um, the DeWitts. Their son, Sean, Father Sean, is stationed in Waco, so uh, Waco in Rome. So I was able to uh, communicate with him while we were planning our trip and I admit to having some of the thoughts of the practicality of it and not the spiritual part of it. And he was able to, obviously, he's uh, helped other people who were making a pilgrimage to Rome to really remember the, you know, and remember when you go to the Colosseum, the blood of the martyrs are of what actually happened in there. It's not just a building to go do a drive-by, as you have to end up doing for a lot of things. Like you said, the Pantheon. Learning, I learned more about the Pantheon after I got back. A lot of things, so it's a trip that just boggles your mind while you're there trying to take it all in, and then it lasts. Trust me, it lasts for a lifetime. I think. Would that you're so right? Every church is so beautiful. It's just amazing how many beautiful churches are in this this small area. You know, we just we've been walking the entire time, and we've been to, as I mentioned, eleven churches, some major, some basilicas, and 
just uh, churches that are would be yes. yeah, just a normal parish uh, church here that is a uh, it, it has re, you know remains and of uh, popes and other other people that have meant so much to our faith. It's a uh, it's just been a an, an amazing experience. Like you said, it's hard to take it all in. There's so much. Well, and then, uh, so did y'all tour the uh, the Sistine Chapel after your papal visit? That's all coming tomorrow. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, one thing we did. did Sorry, that's our Thanksgiving Day, Judy. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's. The Sistine Chapel. Yeah. You need the ability to look in several directions at the same time, and it becomes so crowded and such a shuffle, cattle call kind of an experience and museum after museum that when you get into the Sistine Chapel, it's it's almost paled, paled by the crowd. And so it's hard to just take in the beauty of it. Um, I'm sure you all are taking the tour, and uh, we were really blessed to sit for about 20 minutes and have a PowerPoint teaching on the Sistine Chapel before we got in there. So it was, I was able to look for some of the details of the art in that way. And much like you said, there's um, no coincidence while in the afternoon, while you're there, I I suppose it's like five o'clock, a priest walks in and however many people close to a thousand, I would guess, Everyone becomes silent, and he leads us in a evening prayer, and it was really a amazing experience. So I hope that that's yeah. a, a a good experience for y'all also. Yeah, we're looking forward so much to that. It's uh, something that we've wanted to do for years and years, pretty much our whole marriage. So it's a it's a dream come true. And, you know, today, one of the things that, that was so incredible was we went to the uh, church called Santa Maria in Trastevere, and they say that it was the first, it was the place where the first mass was held after Christianity was legalized. And so to be in that church, and I actually did my morning prayer there this morning, and just to think back of the times when our faith wasn't legal, were you know, it not only was uh, oppressed, but was uh, you could be arrested and killed because of it. So uh, just to sit there and kind of ponder that and to think that I'm sitting in the same church where the first mass was held, you know, once Constantine uh, approved the, uh, the Catholic faith. It's just incredible. That is amazing. Well, Robin and Carolyn, we thank you all so much for taking time. I, I think uh, it's later in the day there and as you said y'all are gonna take off and go have a nice dinner and i hope you continue to um, have a wonderful trip thank you for sharing this part of it and i'm sure we'll have an opportunity to follow up on it once y'all get back we'll see y'all next week at class and then perhaps we can come back on air and catch up our listeners with that so thank y'all god bless you and we will talk to y'all soon okay thank you Thank you. Y'all have a blessed Thanksgiving. Goodbye from right. Rome. Thank you. Wow. That's something I was able to call in when I was at St. Peter's this summer, uh-huh. too. That's cool. sent that he... me. Well, he sent me a text like, call now. And I'm like, why would you want me to call now? Because it was five in the afternoon, but it was <laughs> live on the radio here. So. But did he we didn't have plan? technical difficulties that day. <laughs>
<laughs> Did he plan to do his divine office at all these churches? He just had it ready to go, I guess. Well, they they do their morning prayer, I guess, in real time. So if it's morning wherever you are, whether it's morning here or not. So they, they uh, Keith does morning prayer and evening prayer every day. Yeah, that's so, what I thought uh, you were supposed to do. Yeah. So like, is that Vespers, the evening prayer? Or is that only during um, Advent? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Advent? You, you mentioned Advent? I did. That's great. Well, that's what our purpose is for. Right, Thaddeus? You got it. Okay. We're going we're gonna to still persevere and, and keep on trucking. Good talk about Talk about the upcoming season of, uh, of Advent. Great. Well, I knew that I could count on— Not the natural season, but the liturgical season. Got it. I did a little research to try to set this up as to uh, the history of the liturgical calendar, and it was so much and so overwhelming to try to encapsulate that into explanation. So that's that's another show. show. That's another show. So um, I. Where do you where do you want to start, Judy? We're going to start with our mission. (laughs) Okay. The mission is to prepare our hearts to receive baby Jesus this Christmas and inspire others to do the same. That is our mission. Okay, great. That's our daily mission every day, but this is a sacred mission. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a call to arms. So what we hope to um, set the pace with this show, since we're just a couple of days before the beginning of Advent, is to plant some seeds in the hearts of our listeners and be able to embrace this season, this liturgical season of Advent, and uh, get the most out of it. Um, Matthew Kelly has a book that says Best Advent Ever, and um, I think that it's a great way to look at this this season, that it could be the very best Advent that we ever had. Might be our last one. You never know. I don't. Live it like it is. Let's go. Let's (laughs) do it. All right. Well, let's get into the heart of this. Okay. So, you know, Advent is like my very special favorite liturgical season. I did not know that, but I do now. It is. It is. Why? Um, Because it is, um, it is as a convert coming in, and I keep saying that, I've been convert for 22 years now, but it's not like I'm a new baby or anything. I have to pick on Keith a little bit. He used to always say, you know, I've had to have shots all my life. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I had allergies and I've had to have shots all my life. I said, I've known you for 30 years and I've never (laughs) seen that. So it still sticks with him. So I guess you get to be a convert. You're a convert forever. That's good. Anyway, I love Advent because it brings out the beauty, the mystical and the wistfulness in my heart, like no other liturgical season. It's a chance to calm down and and breathe and allow the fruits from the Holy Spirit to spring forth from me. Um, And I know they're God-given because I have to fight being a Martha. I tend to want to be the Martha. Um, Oh, I've got to do this first before I sit down and pray. Oh, I need to go fold these clothes before I sit down and pray. Stupid things like that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of surprised that you refer to your, you feel your personality. I feel I you're so prayerful and intentional. Well, and I try to, but mm-hmm. like yesterday, most of my intentions went into napping in my chair instead of <laughs> praying like I was supposed to. But anyway, um, so I get 
the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which everybody concentrates a lot on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about the fruits today that I feel are patience, peacefulness, kindness, charity, joy, goodness, mildness. That always makes me think of Mary mm-hmm. and um, self-control. <laughs> so um, it turns it's what turns Martha, the Martha and me into a Mary. Mm-hmm. And it's the better choice. And um, I just feel like these qualities coming out of me, these fruits are because of me discovering, calming down and slowing down and seeing the, the mystery, the sacredness, the holiness. It's just, oh, it's, it's breathable. It's palpable. Yes. I think, and there's um, so many things about our faith that helps us along the way in kind of obscureness. We'll walk into the church this weekend uh, and the scene has changed. Yep. Um, there's the decor has changed, the color, the liturgical color. And the big elephant in the room, you know. Advent wreath, I suppose. Yes. yes. And so, you know, we have four candles, there's four weekends, there's four themes that go along with it. And, uh, you know, there's just teaching without us even knowing that. Did you know each of those candles represents a thousand years? The 4,000 years that we were waiting for Christ. I did not know that. I didn't know that. I thought that's really cool. Yeah. That is. Yes, ma'am. I'm here. I am present. You can take that to your children. That's a. I think my, I think my little, I think my children are, are, are listening as a matter of fact. Wonderful. Oh, hi guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to jump in here and since you mentioned, the 4,000 years of waiting for Christ's coming, um, I thought I would mention that we use the word Advent to describe this liturgical season. What does it mean? Well, it comes from the Latin word Adventus, Adventus, which means coming or arrival. And I learned in preparing for today that St. Jerome, who, you know, prepared the Latin, the Latin Vulgate, the Latin translation of the, the scriptures, he also used Adventus for the Greek word parousia. Mm-hmm. And that parousia word in Greek was also used to talk about Christ's second coming, second coming. at the end of time. So I think um, what I've really grown in appreciation for over the years is that Advent is this threefold expression of Christ's coming or God's coming, past, present, and future. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But a lot of times we don't, we don't always focus on that. We kind of, um, we get kind of locked into the Jesus coming at Christmas, that, that one meaning of it, but it's, it's much broader than that. Yeah. I'm, I didn't, Prior to having to teach this as a youth ministry session, year after year, and, you know, Barbara and I uh, were very blessed to share in these lessons as middle schoolers and high schoolers. And, I mean, I can remember uh, David Tadero taking the lead on it one week. I remember us um, having Deacon Bill come in one of the lessons, and uh, 
we had it set up in the church and had talked to Deacon Bill about what he was going to say. And uh, while we were doing the intro, he just walked up on the altar. We had staged it, of course, and turned on a vacuum cleaner and started vacuuming the altar. And I'm like, Deacon Bill, what are you doing? He said, well, it's, Jesus is coming. We have to clean up and we have to make, make ready and all of that. And I was like, I was really thinking more that you would talk to us about uh, preparing our heart. And it segued into, into that. But um, I think that Advent calls us to look in several directions all at the same time, as you were saying, the before, middle, and second coming. And um, mostly for our own well-being, for we will experience and celebrate Jesus' coming as a little baby. I don't know when the when he's going to come back again, but I do know that the finality of my life is a reality. Whether I'll be here for the second coming or not, I'll be here for one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's really good. So the, there's the future aspect of Christ coming at the end of time on the last day. We have to remember Jesus, the just judge, is going to judge each one of us at our particular judgment at the end of our lives. Right? And we want to be ready for that. And that's part of what Advent is about, is, is getting, getting ready. And I'm sure that y'all are going to talk some about different ways that we can get ready for Christ's coming. But I think to reemphasize, we're not, we're not just getting ready for Christ's nativity. We want to also, as we're getting ready for that, we want to be using it to get ready for the judgment at the end of our of our lives. Absolutely. What trajectory are we putting our lives on? Up. <laughs> oh, you can't see that. Okay. <laughs> We're trying to go up. But yeah, um, and I think that's what makes this season so sacred is there is these three aspects that we're looking at. It just envelops you. It's just you're just totally surrounded by it. So um I urge everyone <laughs> Get get your stuff done before Advent begins, like a lot of it, if you can. Um, in fact, I hope I'm not outing her, but Clarissa Noble said in Facebook, and I figure that's public mm-hmm. property, she said she already got all her Christmas up, and she didn't care. She knew it wasn't the right, you know, liturgically right time of the season to do it, but um, she had an opportunity to do it, and with all those kids, you just take it and grab it, and I appreciate that because you get so busy um, doing all the trappings of Christmas during Advent. and Don't so, get to appreciate the season. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like I buy all Christmas presents in advance, but um, but I kind of try. <laughs> and um, I think I'm going to get my Christmas up on Advent. I mean, on first Sunday of Advent. Okay. Speaking of the first Sunday, the Sunday of Advent, let's talk about that first Sunday. First Sunday. Well, I kind of did or some research, ahead? too. No, you're fine. <laughs> okay. Um, in fact, Thaddeus and I, I think we were on the same Google page because <laughs> all of my notes. So like, oh, yeah, I got that point and I got that point. But uh, the first Sunday, I was thinking we could do it. You and I being music ministers, we could recall some particular hymns that mm-hmm. we would do at that so on the first Sunday, um, we look forward to the second coming of Christ. 
And that's our first chance to sing. Segue. Mm-hmm. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. I, I thought guess. you were going to sing it. Oh. <laughs> All right. We're Hard not pass. Like that. Hard pass. You have another one on that one? On the first another Sunday? song? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I, I do love to. Go ahead. There. No. I, oh. Go ahead. You're, you're, you keep going. <laughs> We are just waving our hands in here. We, we don't you know the baseball this, signs uh, here. <laughs> yeah, um, I do love the mass setting, uh, Misa Emmanuel, where the oh yes, where the mass parts are all to, are the, oh, to the oh, tune of O Come, O Come, mm-hmm. Emmanuel. It's holy, holy, holy Lord. Fill in the rest. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're doing the first Sunday, mm-hmm. and. And that's a purple candle. Any other? The liturgical colors uh, become purple this weekend. There'll be greenery decorated as the church. They, too, have to get a little Christmas going on during the Advent season to be able to get the full Christmas pop of de- decor. Right. They get, right. They, they get the ball rolling, too. So, And it's okay. Mm-hmm. So um, some of this... Uh, information is being brought to you by a web page that I feel like I should give credit to because I just stumbled upon it and it was like uh, I think it was called Celebrate Advent Like a Catholic and um, that kind of That's a website? Yeah (laughs) Well no, that was the web page name. The website is called getfed.com G-E-T-F-E-D dot com and they're legit. I checked them out so they're a good place to go for all kinds of things. But um, they were, one of the things that was on there was about um, the 15 things you can do to prepare your heart for baby Jesus, mm-hmm. future Jesus coming. I mean, all this would work into the whole thing. And they had 15 things. No matter which phase of preparation we're talking about, whether exactly. it's to celebrate his birth or our final judgment or the big final judgment. Yeah, the big, big. The big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't recommend trying to do all these, but, they're you know, you can pick and choose. That's on the last page, Judy. Okay. So it starts Thank with you. the Advent wreath, which we have that in our home. And we would, you know, in the evenings, it, this is what the the setting I want to express which I'm trying to show you with my hands, and I'm not even Italian. I've been around Judy long enough. but So we would set the table with the Advent wreath there. Every evening we'd kind of dim the lights and then um, light the candle, say a little prayer, and um, and then at the end of dinner we would do a devotional, you know, like usually out of, um, it wasn't even the word among us or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um and so I could get my teenage daughter to do that with me. Mm-hmm. She liked it. So we did that. Yeah. And one of my favorite uh, Advent candles Lindsay made, probably when she was in the first grade, and it was pipe cleaners were the, it wasn't yeah. actual candles. And we would utilize that one quite often. I think one, one Advent, St. Anthony's handed out a uh, Advent aid and it even said, let the oldest child read this, let the youngest child yep. read that, yep. and really um, celebrate that. That was on this, that was a tip that this one mm-hmm. had, too. So uh, Advent devotionals are part of it. Prepare seasonal food is another 
thing it suggests. And, you know, that for us, Judy and I, we always will call each other when it's a cold day. And you know, like, you got chili cooking or you got the pot of stew or, right. you know. Gumbo. Gumbo. Yeah. So there's always special food during that season, which I guess you wouldn't say was exactly Advent, but it is a celebration. We're celebrating all through the liturgical season. Stop it, Judy. <laughs> She's giving me a I'm look. saying yes, yes. <laughs> yes. But um, we also would have an Advent calendar where um, Katie could pull out each day the little little doll and put it in. You know, it wasn't an actual Christian one. But I would recommend, especially if your kids are small, get yourself a Advent calendar, a real one, a real Catholic Christian I one. I also want to toss out a, a website called uh, bustedhalo.com. Oh, yeah. That's and, a good one. Uh, I almost hesitate to say it because now I can hear that two-minute video that plays <laughs> over and over again. And it's, it's really a wonderful t- Advent in two minutes, but uh, they have the little... Charlie Brown sounding piano of dun 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 and then it whirls away. But uh bustedhalo.com has a virtual calendar, advent calendar too. What you got, Thaddeus? Huh? I see I see you oh, I'm just, spinning I'm, through the I'm just nodding along with what you're what you're talking about. Uh our holy calendar. Well, uh, I would like to bring up um the O antiphons at this point, because I didn't really understand what they were. And Beth Coles, that, who is our um, uh, religious director, director at St. Anthony's, at Anthony's uh, she wanted to bring out the O antiphon banners that she has. And I just was like, yeah, sure. Cause I always act like I know what she's talking about, <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, uh, this little website told me, explained what the O antiphons are all about. And it's eight days before, it ends on the 23rd. So I think it starts on the 17th. Yeah, the 17th, and it's this is the octave before Christmas. So that's when each day you take a, a title for our Lord, you know, and, the, and it's, you can do it before the Magnificat during Vespers, or um, you can do it within the Divine Office whatever. But we, we're still learning what Vespers is, so mm-hmm. we'll figure that out another show. <laughs> but uh, I just thought, isn't that just the most amazing thing about our faith is that we have, we take a day to talk about, you know, our King triumphant or, you know, just each, each title that we can give him. And it is just it just still blows me away. I can't even believe I'm in this faith that um, that just continually challenges me and consoles me. And, and I think that everything. a lot of the uh, Oantiphons connect into a verse of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Oh, yes, yes, so, it's true. Um, I think it actually went the other way around, but that's, I think the song was written after the Oantiphons. I think they incorporated correct. it. Correct. Our I historian my, says that's My correct. reference is that... <laughs> It falls on ears that have heard O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, yeah. especially if you sing it as a communion hymn where you have to go through the verses yeah. that are getting further and further away from your chords if you play the guitar <laughs> and uh, are not as familiar to memory because sometimes I can only choose one or the other. I'll yeah. sing all the right words or play all the right <laughs> chords, but I may not do all of them. So the O antiphons 
a wisdom on from on high. Of, right, right, right. Those, uh, yeah. Coordinate. And we have some lovely versions of the O antiphons that Thaddeus chanted. Is that the ones that you and... Yeah, you, you helped with that project yes. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those will be on the air starting on December 17th. Oh, cool. That's yeah, and awesome. I wanted to also mention, going back to um, the first week of Advent, we're going to be playing on the air um, late the late Father Pablo Straub's Advent retreat. And there's a, there'll be a schedule on our website about when you can listen and there's a PSA running explaining when that's going to be playing, but that's going to be every day uh, during the first week of Advent. So a little kickoff, special kickoff to the the season uh, that we're providing to you. And we'll we'll have our PSA, our, our Advent reflections uh, offered by the priests of the, the local listening areas, whether that's Waco or um, the Brazos Valley. And we have some Advent Jesse tree reflections that we put on the air. So we, we also even try to customize the programming on your little old local Catholic radio station. Absolutely. Is that something that, that listeners can go to the website and just, you know, listen to that any time they want to? I know that we're going to do that with the uh, Pablo Straub retreat. And um, I think we're, we're going to try to put the uh, O antiphons up as well for people to listen to. I do want to take this moment to mention that we are live on the air today and that if you had a comment, question, or maybe even an Advent suggestion that works really well with you or your family, we would love to hear from you. You could do that by calling 85-LOVE-RED-SEA. That's 855-683-7332. I'm your host, Judy Como, and we are having a roundtable discussion with Barbara Swatek and Thaddeus Romanski about Advent. And we would welcome a phone call with a comment or a question that we could continue our discussion with. Hey, Thaddeus, um, does your family have... Hey, Barbara. Hey, Mm -hmm. Thaddeus, does your family have a Jesse tree? Do y'all do that tradition? We have done a Jesse tree a couple years in a row, but it's not a a recurring tradition. We do uh, more of an advent calendar, a homemade advent calendar. I was just curious. We never did the Jesse tree and... I've known a couple of people that do, but we'll have we'll Terry. have uh, we'll have versicles with each day, and and they have a uh, we have a Playmobil nativity set, oh. and so we put the parts of the of the nativity set in each of the little bags that are numbered, Neat. and we we gradually put that nativity set together, and then we have Mary and Joseph and the donkey make their way to Bethlehem, and and then uh, we have the the kings make their way there uh, after Christmas during the, the 12 days. So th- when we're, do- when we're really doing it, you know, well, uh, some, <laughs> well, it's such some a, years it, such it doesn't a wonderful time of your life when you actually sit down and have a meal at a table. <laughs> that, that really doesn't happen in my home anymore uh, to even uh, celebrate Advent in that style when you have your kids and you're actually mm-hmm. eating a meal at the same time about every day. And it, it's probably nutritional too. Uh, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, speaking of food, I think something that that we like to try mm-hmm. to do in Advent is we, we try to eat simpler meals, not, not as simple and as, um, small as you might try to do in Lent. Um, 
we do abstain from meat on Fridays the whole year. Um, but some, sometimes Wednesdays during Advent, we may have a meatless meal as well. And, you know, Robin and I try to not have that extra glass of wine during Advent. Um, Still one glass of wine, but not an extra. <laughs> right. It's, it's a little penitential right. season. You save the extra ones for Christmas Day. <laughs> well, I, and I, yeah, I'm getting to that. Um, and, you know, ask the children to, to refrain from eating sweets or eating candy, um, especially, you know, just when they, when they want to or as part of their snack. Um, but then what we try to also do is we try to pay attention to the feast days that are in Advent. So, you know, there, there's St. Nicholas on December the 6th. There's Immaculate Conception on the 9th, uh, St. Juan Diego, Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, so those are, those are some, some big ones. And so you try to, you try to observe those feast days and then you ki- you cook a rich meal. You have an extra glass of wine. You, you have a, a dessert, you know? And so I think varying it with the food that helps to bring out the, the preparatory, um, anticipatory aspect of the, of the season, I think. Yes. Well, um, and then you just go hog wild during the octave of Christmas. Of that course. we uh, we haven't mentioned yet is another uh, liturgically fast that is incorporated into the masses during Advent is yeah. that we don't sing the Gloria, and uh, so we're we're fasting for that. And as a uh, pastoral musician, I miss the Gloria so much, you know, and that even prepares you for Lent when you fast from the Gloria and the Alleluia uh, liturgically. So um, and we're leaning into that Christmas Eve mass whenever you attend it and you're able to actually feel spiritually that first time that the Gloria was proclaimed. In By the, the angels. And the, oh, yeah. yeah. You can sing a pretty good <laughs> version of it, but nothing can probably teach, reach what that, touch what that uh, first time and the angels and the, they're hovering in that cave. And over the shepherds. And yes, it's uh, took a, to be able sky. to, there's a lot of times that uh, being a pastoral musician, you, it's a little distracting to make sure that, but, you know, that is an opportunity that I've been able to uh, embrace, especially on Christmas Eve and on Easter Sunday when you get to sing the Gloria for the first time. Hey, speaking of music, Judy, um, something that you and I have a little heart for also is, and I think a lot of people feel this way, is not listening to Christmas music before (laughs) Christmas. And, you know, listening to Advent music or no music. But it Advent used to be um, linked more with Lent, and it was a more, they did more fast. They could fast every day, you know, and it was, it was a lot more serious. But then I think with Vatican II, I'm not sure exactly the time when this happened, but um, they changed it to where it became more of a joyful thing. Well, the... Fasting can still be in there, but we're not doing it as, you know. Penitential. Yeah. It's, we still have penance, though. We still need to go to penance service uh-huh. and confession. But I guess it's not like 
covering ourselves in ash cloth. Correct. Yeah. And a hair I'm gonna suit. To, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought because okay. we have a, a call. We have All a right. caller. Go ahead, caller. All right. So we just wanted to... Caller, what is your name? Hey, c- <laughs> caller, can you give us your name? Michael Romanski. Oh, well, hi, hi, Michael. Hi, Anna Claire. Awesome. Great. Well, hey, guys, what what did you have to, uh, what did you want to tell us? We wanted to talk about one of our traditions that we do in Advent. Maybe Papa's already mentioned it, but we like to do something, a book kind of story called Dawson's Journey, and we read a different part of the story each day um, until Christmas Day, and it's about, it's really, it's a really good story. It's about him and he gets separated from his family but then meets them at Bethlehem and sees the baby Jesus and figures out that he's actually baby Jesus' cousin. Wow, and so that's one of your favorite things about Advent that y'all do as a family? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Wonderful. I um this Advent season is gonna be the first time for me to read one ver- one chapter of the Gospel of Luke. If you start on December the 1st, and there's 24 chapters, and you'll finish it on Christmas Eve. So that's something that I'm challenging myself to do this Advent. Awesome. We got um, the idea of Dawson's journey from the captions, actually. And I think we heard about it on Mystery of Parenthood, right? Sounds like yeah, I think so. So mm-hmm. that's that. You guys are really loyal listeners of Red Sea Catholic Radio. Well, thanks for calling in, callers, <laughs> and keep on listening and keep praying for Red Sea Catholic Radio. Okay. Yes, sir. We will make All right. make Papa a good dinner. Right. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. We love you. We will love you. Bye. 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 That's sweet. That's have, pretty sweet. We have just a, just a few minutes left. Yes, and so I uh, especially want to talk about the second Sunday because that's yeah. really one of my favorite weekends to... Second? Well, because we have the opportunity to liturgically connect with the song Ready the Way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, such a fun song that can be kind of calm down. Well... Not necessarily the has to be the second Sunday, but the opportunity yeah, but that, to sing the that Sunday is the one recalling the John the Baptist and ready the way. Mm-hmm. That song is awesome, really awesome, and I think it's called "Prepare the Way of the Lord." Sunday, correct? Yeah. So we we're down to only a couple of minutes. So well, if we you had a couple a lot of, of it. bullet points that you want to be sure to. Mentioned. Yeah, I, I really urge people to go to getfed.com, G E T F E D.com. You'll get a, it's just a fascinating website. And I also want to wish everybody that's listening, I pray for y'all. And I would like to ask you to pray for us during the Advent season. And if anybody wants to join Moses Ministry, please call or it's on the website. Talk Red a little bit. Talk a little, bit, a little bit about the Moses Ministry. Moses Ministry is a prayer ministry for Red Sea Radio. And we 
our assigned prayers that we pray each week. And we have the mechanical side where we pray for our equipment and our staff and and the the towers and and like what was happening today. I was doing the Saint Michael Mm -hmm. Archangel when we were having problems, but. and then we have the other side where listeners can write in and, and ask us to pray for them. So I feel it's the most important part of Red Sea Radio, actually, because this station is is powered by prayer. Yes, it is. So and uh, so, how would we access the Moses Ministry? Just go online and get on our website, and you'll find Moses Ministry. If not, give us a call. We'll tell you. Very good. Well, I sure want to thank my guest, uh, Barbara Swatek, for being here to talk a little bit about our Advent season that's coming up. I want to thank uh, Robin and Carolyn Waters for everything that they did to share their trip to Rome. And as we uh, enter the last few minutes of the program, I'd like to uh, close with a Thanksgiving prayer. So if you'd join me in the name of the Father Father, and the the Son and the the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. O gracious God, we give you thanks for your overflowing generosity to us. Thank you for the blessings of the food we eat and especially for this feast that we'll celebrate tomorrow. Thank you for our home and for our family and our friends, especially for the presence of those gathered together. We want to thank you for our health, our work, and our play. Please send help to those who are hungry, alone, sick and suffering, war and violence. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Amen. Father, Father and the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Since you wait.